The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody, it's Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. It is indeed a heck of a morning live on the MMA fighting Twitter spaces. And shortly thereafter, you can hear the program on the MMA fighting podcasting network. I am Mike Heck. Hope you're all having a wonderful start to the week. And if you're an MMA fan, how could you not be? It is officially International Fight Week. It is officially UFC 276 Fight Week. And I am excited. At some point today, I will end up in Las Vegas to cover this event for, as Jed Mishu likes to say, MMAfighting.com, the greatest website in the world. It'll be myself and Mr. Jose Youngs. And we're going to be getting after this thing. And we'll go here for about 30 to 40 minutes, take as many questions as I can after my little opening rant. It's been... It's been quite the uh, quite the week so far. We'll t- we could talk this past Saturday's card. We could talk Matush Gamrot's big win over Armand Sarukian. We could, of course, but as all the traveling and stuff goes and what this week's going to be like, I will do my best to fill you in on what's going on. So technically, my flight was supposed to leave at 7.05 a.m. this morning, and I was going to do the show from Atlanta, around 9 a.m. Eastern, find out around 2 o'clock yesterday that the flight got delayed two and a half hours, and then my connecting flight from Atlanta to Las Vegas, which is going to have me landing around noon local time, I basically had 15 minutes to get off the plane, and I would have to do a full-on sprint. I basically would have to, by the time the plane landed, I would have probably five minutes to get to the gate. Absolutely impossible, not going to happen. So I got pushed back. I'll be in Atlanta 
for a little while longer. And then I have to fly to the site of UFC 278, Salt Lake City, Utah. I'll be there for a couple of hours. And then eventually around 3.55 Vegas time, I will end up in Las Vegas and this crazy fight week will begin. So today will just be kind of a chill day once I get there. Jose's going to pick me up at the airport. We'll hang out, kind of game plan. Tomorrow is the media day. We'll obviously have all the tastemakers from the event. I'll probably do a couple of interviews outside of media day as well. Thursday is the press conference for UFC 276. Also the Hall of Fame where Habib Nurmagomedov, Daniel Cormier will be inducted, will be enshrined, if you will. Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi, their incredible fight will be enshrined as well. And then Giga Chikadze will get the Forrest Griffith Award, so we'll have some interviews from the red carpet. And then Friday is where things get real crazy because Jose and I, we're going to be basically in two different places for almost two full days because Friday there is the Fan Expo, which is UFC X, and I will be there pretty much the whole day. Uh, there's going to be a radio row set up a la the Super Bowl. And I'm going to have my spot. And I'm going to be doing interviews all day long. Up until probably the ceremonial weigh-ins. I don't even know if I'll be there for that. But I definitely won't be at the morning weigh-ins. I might be chiming in from radio row. So we'll have the uh, so we'll have radio row. There's like 30 fighters probably. And some more stuff that I've already set up. And then Saturday, same thing. Media row. Radio row. 9 to 5. Local time. More interviews, including, by the way, for those who are longtime listeners of this program, there is one name on Saturday's list, the day of the fight, that I am very excited about. And that man's name is Henry Cejudo. So there will likely be a sit down with me and Henry Cejudo on Saturday. So stay tuned for that on the MA Fighting YouTube channel. Of course, the fight's on Saturday. And then my flight home is until like midnight Sunday night. So Jose and I are going to try to go to the uh, Fight Pass Invitational Grappling event as well. Jorge Mazadal will be there. Uriah Faber will be there. James Kraus, Joe Selecki, just to name a few. So, all right, let's get after this thing. Let's take your calls. And we're going to go till probably around 8.40 Eastern. We'll start with Emilio, and then we'll get Miami Mike in here, and then we'll go to Tristan. Emilio, what's up, buddy? Oh, hi, Mike. What's up? Heck of a morning to you. Uh, happy to hear your voice once again. I appreciate for everything you do, you know, for the best website in the history of mankind, MMAfighting.com. Go check it out, baby. Uh, my man, what's going on? Um, yeah, so I got two questions. Um, the first one being, I was just listening to a snippet of the MMA hour. Uh, I think it was from yesterday. Uh, Ariel interviewing Max Holloway. And there were they were talking a little bit about the possibility, or rather, Ariel was asking Max about is is a UFC event in Hawaii happening? Like, do you think it's 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 going to happen within your well, when you're still active? Would you be down to do that? And I don't know. I felt like Max gave sort of like a well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it is what it is. Classic, uh, classic Max uh, response there. But I don't know. I, I, I guess I just wanted to ask you what, wh why hasn't the UFC done an event in Hawaii? Like, what is it? Wh why is it so complicated? Apparently, to 
to get a venue there to to organize why why have they done it so far i mean they already had bj penn arguably one of the greatest lightweights you know uh, of all time and um and they didn't do it before and now that, it, that they have max who's by far like an even bigger star than than bj was why haven't they done it um especially when he was champion i don't get it and second of all since we're in the since you're at the airport i wanted to ask you what has been your worst and your best and slash or best experience uh flying or you know being at airports that's it like all the best uh, enjoy the week uh and i will talk to you soon have a heck of a morning my man Emilio. Uh, so to answer your second question, I haven't really had a lot. There was one after my senior year of high school. It was myself and about ten of my buddies. We went to a trip. We, we took a like a senior trip, if you will, to Nassau, Bahamas. Stayed at the Atlantis and had a tremendous time. But it got to the point where we were basically ready to be all done with the trip. We we're ready to go home. We were there. We spent a lot of money. We partook in a lot of consumption of alcoholic beverages since it was legal there and we were just wiped out. So we were ready to come home and we had a layover in Charlotte, North Carolina, getting ready to come back to Boston, which is where I was living at the time. And they shut down basically every flight on the East coast for like two days. So we were stuck in Charlotte for two days with none of us having like any money at all. It was just brutal. We spent a lot of time sleeping at the airport. After the second day, they eventually put us up at a hotel. But, I mean, hotel's fine. Thank you for the free hotel. But we still had, like, no food. It was just it was just brutal. We were just a bunch of idiot 18-year-olds at the time. And then as far as the UFC Hawaii goes, I have no idea. I assume it's a thing. I know it is more difficult to hold events in Hawaii because there's extra taxes and things like that. Uh, and Bellator... Is probably people will be like, well, Bellator did it. Well, Bellator did it because the UFC didn't do it. Like, if the UFC had already done an event in Hawaii, I don't know if they would have gone to Hawaii, to be honest with you. Maybe they would have snuck in there, but like, it, it's literally just such a weird spot for Bellator. Bellator is basically San Jose, Uncasville, Connecticut. Maybe they go to Thackerville, but for the most part, like, those are the three landing spots. Hawaii was just a hey, if the UFC can't do it, We'll do it, and I think that's what happened. And the UFC is just like, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna bend over backwards to go anywhere. We're just not gonna do it. So they don't need to. They have their own, they have their own venue. They can host every event till the end of time at the UFC Apex and be just fine. So maybe it'll happen. I, I wouldn't be stunned if five years from now we're still having the same conversation. Let's go to Miami, Mike. What's up, buddy? Heck of a morning, Mike. Heck of a morning. Indeed. Bro. How are you? I can't. I don't know what's more exciting now: the pay per view this weekend or your interview with Henry Cejudo, bro. I cannot wait for that, <laughs> dude. One question for you this morning: um, I saw the interview with uh, Danny Sabatello on Ariel Hawani uh, yesterday. Dude, that kid's hilarious, I will say. His fighting style is boring as shit, but he is funny on the mic, and I'm in it for it. Um, 
I actually want to know what your prediction is for his next coming fight against Stotts. Um, do you think he's actually going to do what he's been doing to everybody all these fights? Or do you think he's actually going to meet some adversity? Because it's, you know, from his mouth, I mean, I get it that he's trying to do it from a promotional aspect. But, dude, he even says Aljamain Sterling sucks. Like, that's that's pretty funny. So, I mean, obviously he thinks he's king of the world. But I'd like to think, you know, more realistically and actually rank him and put him somewhere. Um, so what, what's your take on that? Thanks, Mike. Um I'm very high on Danny Sabatello. I have been for a long time before Ariel came back, but I was hosting What the Heck. I had Danny Sabatello on before his Bellator debut. I wanted to have him on because I, I knew he would deliver like that, and he was delivering interviews like that even when I was interviewing when he was the Titan FC champion before he's on the Contender Series. Like He's always been like that. Now he's got the glasses and the platinum blonde hair. That's a little bit different. But the attitude, the, the one-liners, the quickness, the wits – Always been there. The trash talk, always been there. So when he says, I've been like that my whole life, he has been like that his whole life. And I picked, before I even knew how the brackets were going to line out, when I found out Sabatello was going to have an opportunity to be in the tournament, I picked him to win the whole thing. Now, I feel like his toughest matchup, I feel like the toughest matchup he's going to have is this Rafion Stotts fight. And the build to this fight will be tremendous. And I... Honestly, if there's an MVP for Bellator so far in 2022, it's Danny Sabatello because think of it like outside of maybe the finals of the Featherweight Grand Prix with McKee and Pitbull, can you think of a just a randomly just a random Bellator fight that is going to draw like just has so much immediate interest right out of the gate? I can't. I can't. The face-off between those two guys, like the build to this is going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. And my original plan was I was going to get Sabatello and Rafion Stotts on BTL together because I thought Rafion Stotts is so good on the desk. And I know Sabatello is a student of the game as well, and he's he understands what's happening. He watches everything. So I thought that would have been really cool. But Ariel called dibs on that, so I guess they're going to have a face-to-face on the MMA hour. Uh, I think Sabatello is a real good chance now. I will. This is such an easy thing to say, but if Rafion Stotts can not get taken down, he's got a chance. And his, Stotts is, is slick on the ground. He's a good wrestler in his own right. But if Sabatella gets him down, it's going to be tough for Stotts to get up, at least and continue to get up. So I think it's a 50-50 fight, honestly. I don't know, if the, I don't know what the betting odds are going to be. I would say Stotts will be a decent-sized favorite, but... If there's dog money to be played, if we're looking at Sabatello like a plus 180 or something like that, I think there's a lot of value there. And the boring style is effective. And he's been like that the whole time where if you don't like it, get up. If you don't like me on top of somebody while they're on their back, stand up, get off, get up, get back to your feet. And if you can't do it, then you just got to deal with it. So. And I love it. He's always had the same take, too. Like, if you watch a football game and the Patriots are beating a team 57 to nothing, it's a boring game. Domination is boring. So he's playing it off well, taking the booze in stride. And I love the Stotts fight. And Stotts is tremendous on Friday, I thought, on the desk. He just was a great extra layer. He actually made Josh Thompson better, in my opinion. 
you know how I feel about good old Josh on the microphone, but Josh was actually much more entertaining, much more easy to listen to. He was telling jokes. You could tell he wasn't just spitting things out, like a lot of scripted stuff. He was lo- a little bit looser in there, and I think they should put Stotts on, on the broadcast a little bit more, for being honest. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Tristan, you're up. Hey, Mike. How's everything? Heck of a morning to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, today is shop cut day. It's shop cut day. It was just, oh my gosh. It was, I was nervous for the fight watching it. That's why I was like trying to hold back. I'm like, let me temper my expectations. And I'm like, oh, we don't know. Maybe, you know, because that's a tough fight to fight against. Um, Neil Magny. Neil Magny is a G. I give him all the credit in the world. He took the loss in stride, big him up to take the fight, to step up and do that. And then Shavka just went in there, made it look easy, was concerned with the leg locks, but he was able to overcome it and then just uh, finish him. You know, and the thing about Rachmaninoff, man, is just, and he, he said it at the post fight, he's like, there was no need for me to rush. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for you to make a mistake, and then once I see the opportunity and once I see the opening, then that's when I'm going to um, take that opportunity and I'll try to finish you, and he actually went and did. It's just, you know, Rachmanov, he's my favorite fighter. Um, I just, I really love him. I, I think he could do some things. Still going to, you know, temper my expectation. I'd rather, I'd rather want to see him fight. I think I want to see him fight Michelle um, Pejera because I think that fight is appropriate f- for him right now because he did call him out after the Carlson Harrison fight. And he was like, wanted to prove that I could shut that style down. So I I'll be comfortable with that or wonder boy. I don't, I don't want him to fight Neil Mack. I don't want him to fight Sean Brady. That's a, that's another like nervous fight right there because Brady's Brady's legit. He's strong. So, I mean, listen, it's, I, you know, I'm telling, I'm telling Rock let's, let's, you know, step by step, let's build, let's just build one by one. And then over a couple of years, two years or so, then we'll fight for the title. But if I'm Rachmanov, 
give me either Wonderboy. I know Wonderboy is up, but I, you know I'm comfortable with that fight. Or Michelle Pereira. So th- those are the two guys I'm looking at. If I'm I'm Rockmano. So I'm just I'm so happy. You know, just keep this train rolling and see what happens down the road. As far as um, Masoud Gamrot and Armin Sarukin, Mike, I I'm sorry. I had I had the Sarukin winning that fight. I know it was a close fight, but I just feel that um, uh, with Gamrot, he did, did take um, Sarukin, but Sarukin was able to get up most of the, most of those takedowns. I just felt like I just felt like that um Surukin did more. Um he caught him with that spinning back fist which was which was amazing. I just think he did more. You know, um I believe on the site uh Surukin had said that he watched the fight over and he said I won that fight. I won that fight, but again, he's not going to cry over spilled milk. On to the next one. Now, I I said on Otno, I I wrote in and it can, like I think Surukin should fight I know it's a tough fight. I think he should fight Guram. Uh, and I feel Guram and Isma Gulov, I feel like they're ranked already in my mind. Like, even though they're not ranked officially, I feel those two are, like, ranked guys already. When you see those two fight, you're like, and you've never seen them fight before, you're like, oh, no, those guys are ranked. But, you know, come to find out they're not. So I think I think, I think think Surukin should fight Guram. Because if he fights Guram and beats him, man, he's getting, then he's going to get the top guys again because Gamron already lost to Guram. So... You know, just your thoughts on that. I, I, I you know, and then I think, <laughs> I think, uh, um, Gamrot should fight uh, Ismagulov, to be honest with you. I mean, that's the fight to me. That's a, that's a tough fight, but it's to be exciting, skill for skill, and see what happens from there. So, your thoughts on that, Mike? Have a heck of a morning as well, and have a straight, safe trip to Vegas. You know, rooting for you. Can't wait to listen, can't wait to, um, listen to the interviews and be psyched up for this card, uh, the pay per view card coming up. So, thanks, Mike. Thanks, buddy. The Shafkot performance was incredible. Just ran over Neil Magny. I thought it would be a first-round submission. He just decided to torture Mr. Magny for a little bit longer. And Shafkot is is the truth. I think we just need to see it. Neil Magny is is the test. Nobody does that to Neil Magny. Nobody. You might get him out of there like kind of quick. Like Lorenz Larkin ran him over. He's had some losses like that. But no one's just smushed him like that and just made him look like a child in a way. It's just unbelievable stuff. My, my pick, if you miss on to the next one, was, and I'm looking into the future here, because I don't think Leon Edwards is going to be Kamaru Usman on, on August 20th. So I think what I think is going to happen is Usman beats Edwards, and they're going to do Shafkod versus Edwards. That's the fight I think they're going to put together. It's the real, one that really makes the most sense, because Brady doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's, I mean, I could see it, but I don't want to see those guys fight right now. I hate the Wonder Boy idea. I hate the Mazadal idea. Maybe Pajeda, but I'd rather see, of course, I'd rather see Wonder Boy fight Pajeda or Wonder Boy fight Kevin Holland. But if they did Pajeda, Shafkot, sure, why not? But I just feel like that win is just is so big and so impressive, and it's going to age so, so well. I also scored the fight with, for Sarukian. You know what's funny with this whole thing? Because I've, I'm, I'm, I was high on Sarukian, have been for a long time, and I've, I've, I've had him like highly touted, and I think he's the best prospect in the sport, 25 or younger. People are like apologizing to me because he lost the fight. I don't care that he lost the fight from a personal level. I actually thought he won the fight. I thought he, watching it live, I thought he won 
49-46. I actually scored the first four rounds for him, and I thought he lost the fifth perhaps. It was a close fight, and I predicted Zerukian would win a 49-46, but it would be the kind of fight where he wins each round by like just a couple of inches, and people were kind of giving me crap about the scorecard. So, you know, when people give me crap about the scorecard, I, I put two things into my mind. One, probably bet on the other guy. You probably did. Uh, you're just a, a negative Nancy, and you're not looking into it a little bit more. And then the other thing is, if there's something like that, I have to go back and watch it again. I have to go back and rewatch it and try to get a different view on it. So that's what I did. Sunday morning, a few hours sleep, woke up, put the fight on, put it on mute, took commentary out of it, watched it again. Still scored it for Sharukian. I thought he clearly won the first three rounds. I don't think there's any debate about that. Like, I, this, th- th- I thought he won the first three rounds. I had a 30-27 watching it live. Still had a 30-27 watching, watching it with no commentary, no nothing. You cannot, especially with this new criteria, you cannot reward a guy for getting one takedown and having control against the cage when you, getting, when you were getting kicked to the body as many times as Gamera was getting kicked to the body. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to give you the round because you got a couple of takedowns you took his back and held him against the fence a little bit. Not saying that Gamera, what Gamera taking him down at all was super impressive to me. And getting the control he had on a guy like Sarukian was super impressive. But if we're talking, like if this is a street fight, like if this is outside, like if this is back of the, the oak trees at, at your schoolyard and those two fought and Gamera just took him down and held him against a tree or Sarukian kicked him in the body and punched him in the face a few times, who do you think won the round? Or who do you think wins the fight? It's probably Sarukian. If you put that video on YouTube, it'd say Armand beats up Matush Gamrot. So, but it was a tremendous fight. I mean, this is as high level as MMA gets. It was a fantastic main event. I would watch these guys fight every weekend if I could. And I will say this. On the rewatch, and this might be a hot take, but I'm sticking by it, and you can rip me if you want. Watching the rewatch, you can make a more compelling case in my eyes that Sarukian won all five of those rounds than you can that Matush Gamron won three of those rounds. Hot take alert. There it is. And I ain't lying. I rewatched it. I've done the work. I've actually watched it a third time, and I still feel the same way. The second rewatch, I scored at 48-47 Sarukian, but you can make a strong case he won four and five. And then watching it again yesterday, I scored the first four rounds for Sarukian again fifth round for Gamrot, but again, you could make a case that Sarukian won the fifth round too. And the fourth round is the contentious one because there was a knockdown or at least it was scored a knockdown. It wasn't... Knockdowns are... Some people, when they see knockdowns, it's like, oh my God, the guy has to be dead. Otherwise, it's not a knockdown. It's a trip or a slip. This is a knockdown. He got cracked. It was perfectly timed. The dude got hit and he fell down. He didn't slip. He didn't trip. He got... Knocked to the mat due to a punch. And how about this? My flight got delayed again. Isn't this the best, friends? I love traveling. Traveling is the best. We just got pushed back another half hour, ladies and gentlemen. But we still have to stop the show. Well, so now, but that's good for you guys. You guys get an extra few minutes. So, yeah, I'd love to see those two guys fight again. As far as next matchups go, Gamrot, it's got to it's be Greg Gillespie. That's the fight. Gamrock Greg Gillespie rules. I want to see that one. Gillespie has to fight somebody. It's got to be Gamrod. 
I don't think Gamrot's going to get Justin Gaethje. If he did, I'd watch the hell out of it. I don't think he's getting Michael Chandler. If he did, I'd watch the hell out of it. And then Sarukian, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But super pumped up for for both of those guys. I'm not – Gamrot is going to fight for the title for sure. I still believe Sarukian's going to fight for the title, and I think – I still feel like he'll be the champion. I, it hasn't changed anything for me. This loss changes nothing. He's only 25 years old. This kid is not even close to being as good as he's going to be. Let's go with KFA 47. What's up, KFA? Heck of a morning, Mike. Uh, I'm coming in with a Jed Mishu level hot take. When Uh-oh. Max Holloway inevitably colds Alexander Volkanovsky this weekend, wow. are they going to immediately run it back? I'm going to go ahead and hang up and listen. Happy birthday, okay? I mean, that is, I mean, that is a hot take. If, I, I'll tell you what. There, there will be few people more there'll be few people that will be more stunned than i if that is what happens i mean i will be flabbergasted if he colds if max holloway colds volkanovsky wow that would be i'll, I'll add another take to that max holloway colds volkanovsky the, the knockout of the year discussion is over like i understand there's been some crazy like insane knockouts we saw michael chandler tony ferguson but, but if max holloway colds volkanovsky I mean, good God. That'd be nuts. But the answer to your question is, yes, they will immediately rematch because you have to. Because Volkanovski's up 2-0. It's up 2-0. Now, now, if Holloway goes up, the only way, the only way maybe they don't go to an immediate rematch is if Max Holloway just beats the brakes off of Volkanovski for 25 minutes. And what I mean by that is, Multiple knockdowns, like we're seeing Usman Woodley levels of dominance, but maybe a step further. Like, let's just say sort of the performance he had against Calvin Cater, but worse. Like a 50-43 type of drubbing, like we saw against like Holloway Cater, something to that effect. If he goes out there and does that, maybe uh, maybe it won't be an immediate rematch. One, because Volkov's going to have to take some time, and two... Maybe you go back and let him get a win. But to me, and on the flip side of Volk, I've already said this before, Volkanovski goes out there and beats Holloway and it's clear, it's not controversial. Then in my rankings, Volkanovski becomes the number one guy pound for pound over Usman. Now, Usman can take that back August 20th with a win, but Volkanovski is just making moves. He's making moves. He's active. And this is what he wanted. And he's inching closer and closer to that number one spot. And if he goes out there and beats Holloway again, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue. CRJ. How are you, my man? Uh, oh, my God, Mike. I'm, I've been better. I won't lie. Why? Um, so, you know, I, uh, this weekend was pride, right? And um, I, uh, I fell and I split my elbow open. Split your elbow? Yeah, I split. I have a bloody elbow, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, so that's a bummer. There's a video of it. I just posted it, but sorry, man. Anyway, no, that's all right. Oh, really? Sorry to hear that, man. So, if anyone you know in the spaces, you can go to my page. It, it, I caught an L, but you know that's all right. Um, you know, I felt like I was in my own uh, MMA fight, me versus the ground. Um, 
and they put me out in you know less than 20 but that's all right that's all right i'm back i'm better than ever and um i wanted to ask you know with the sean strickland fight coming up how tough would it be for the ufc if he became champion just from a marketing perspective do you think there's an actual problem there or you know he's a really like off the rails with some of the stuff he says like do you think they'd be able to keep him in line or would that be a a pr disaster waiting to happen thanks buddy yeah i mean i don't know like he has said lots of things that deserved at least some sort of press release and like some sort of response from the ufc but we haven't heard that yet so i'm gonna say they're not I'm sure they're going to try to tame him a little bit. Like, they're not going to put him on an ABC card anytime soon, I don't think. But they'll put him on pay-per-view, put him on ESPN+, Plus, all that stuff. So I don't think much will change. I don't think they're going to be able to verbally handcuff him at all. But I think they'll try to talk to him. I think maybe they'll go through maybe Eric Nixick to, to help ease that a little bit. But I doubt it. I doubt much changes on that. If he's going to be at the media day tomorrow, curious to see how how he is. It's a crazy fight with Alex Pajeda. It's it's a big stakes fight. This is there's a lot on the line here. There is a legit. This is a legit title eliminator. This is a legit number one contender fight. And this is this is brilliant matchmaking. It seemed weird at first when you saw it. You were like, "What? Pajeda, third UFC fight. He's fighting Sean Strickland. This is crazy." But then you really look at it, what the UFC's trying to do, what they've been doing from the beginning. This is brilliant matchmaking. Either way, you either get the, the storyline of Adesanya and Pajeda, the kickboxing matches, Pajeda being 2-0 against Adesanya, the knockout in the second fight, or you get Sean Strickland, who Adesanya is probably going to talk a lot of trash against, and vice versa. And they don't really like each other. They have not had nice things really to say about one another. So you're, you're going to get something interesting that they can sell either way. But, yeah, I understand the question, though. That's for, that's for sure. All right, we'll go to Taylor, then we'll go to Don, and then we're probably going to have to get out of here. Taylor, how are you? Mike, I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I want to ask you a question. With um, the success that Chris Curtis and both John and Jared Cannonier have had, changing weight classes. Are there any other fighters active on the roster at the minute that you think are competing at the wrong weight class? Hmm. That's a good question. That is a good question. Hmm. Maybe Dustin at this point. I know people close to him have said they'd like to see him fight at 170. Mike Brown has talked about it. I don't know how he'd fare. I don't know. I don't know. But the answer to that is probably it's probably most people are not competing at the right weight class. But just because of all the weight cuts and things like that, but yeah. If you're like if you're not on a big title run or like at least trying to make your way to the title, I don't understand wanting to cut 15 extra pounds. Like I think Poirier is doing it right. He's not on a title run right now. He's not fighting for the belt anytime soon. I think he knows that. He's aware of that. So let's just get some fun fights at, at 70. Now, I do believe that if Max Holloway loses to Volkanovski, 
I'd like to see Max Holloway go to 155. You can make a, a, a pretty strong case that Holloway's fighting at the wrong weight class. But he's looked pretty damn good in his last two fights. But if he doesn't beat Volkanovski, I think we got to go. I think he's just going to want the, the, the most exciting, fun fights he can get that are, that are challenging. Because that man doesn't need the title. He doesn't need the title. He's a, he's a star, not just in the UFC, but outside of it. Max is a very likable guy, family man. I think most people can find some way to relate to Max Holly. He plays video games all the time. I mean, this guy, this guy's just killing it. All right, Don, what you got? Hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing, man? How's it going, I was my doing friend? good, man. Man, I just made it. I was at hoof. I, I was like, oh man, is that good morning going on? Oh, man. But um, hey man, I had uh, you probably already talked about this earlier too, because I'm like hella late, but um I wanted to get your thoughts on Gina Carano versus Ronda Rousey. I heard, what's your appeal level on that? Do you, how are you, are you excited about it? I hear people saying that they're not excited because both of them are like, you know, no one's heard from them in a while in the fight game. I'm like, I think it's still like very exciting. But uh, let me know what you think, man. Have a two sweet day, have a morning, all that jazz. Man. Thanks, buddy. So, how do I want to put this? Am I excited about it? No. Would I be, intri- am I intrigued about the idea? Perhaps. Would I watch it if it happened? Sure. Do I think it will ever happen? No. But I also didn't think we'd be living in a world where in the year of our Lord 2022, we would see a boxing match between Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. But apparently that is happening on July 30th. Uh, I confirmed that this morning. There were multiple reports, but I confirmed this morning that that is indeed uh, well on its way to being a done deal on July 30th. So, I mean, if those two guys can get a boxing match, then I guess maybe there's a world where Rousey and Carano fight. I don't know. Too soon to tell. And how, like, it's, they neither have fought in so long, especially Gina. I just, I don't know how it would work. It's going to be not that fun, probably. But I guess from the nostalgic side of me would want to see it. But is this something that I'm like, please, please, please book this fight? No, I'm not. But if it happened, I would watch it. And we would cover it. And it would be a pretty big deal. And a lot of people would care about it. But just as a person who watches the sports, am I all that interested in it? Not really. Not really. I mean, maybe if we get WWE Ronda, Ronda in the build where she's smiling and talking to people and seems to be having fun, maybe that changes things. But just media between the two, it ain't going to be pretty. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I would say I'm leaning more towards no than yes. But if they book it, I watch it. All right, friends, I got to get out of here. Live from the airport here in Savannah, Georgia. And of course, here comes the announcement. But you guys are the best. Rest of the week, I will keep you posted on what the schedule is going to look like. We're going to try to do something Thursday. Uh, we, I would, I would venture to guess that we're going to be starting a little bit later than usual, just because we'll be on the non-cool time zone of the West Coast, because we all know the East Coast, Eastern Standard Time, it is the true time zone, the real time zone. Uh, but we're going to try to do something Thursday, Friday. If you're going to be in Vegas, come see me. On uh, Friday or Saturday, I'll be 
basically inside the the expo there on Radio Row. And I'll be there from nine to five local time Thursday or excuse me, Friday. I'll be there nine to five local time Saturday. So, yeah, come say hi. Come say hi if you see me in Vegas at any point this week, because uh, I'd love to I'd love to talk to you. But I'm going to go to the gate, hang out, get something to eat, get this up in the podcast network. So if you guys came in late, you can listen to it later. So thank you very much. I'll see you guys in Las Vegas. Be there around 4 o'clock PT. And be myself and Jose Young just bringing you coverage all week long. So thank you very much. Have a great rest of the day. And as always, have a heck of a morning, you crazy savages, you. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.